really hard being triggered all the time. And I'm not kidding, it's all the time for me at this point. I get dressed in the morning, I'm triggered. I take a shower, I'm triggered. I get in the car, I'm triggered. I go for a walk, I'm triggered. I leave my house, I'm triggered. I sit in my room all day, I'm triggered. I look at my thin, beautiful son, I'm triggered, and I just can't get away from it. You're fucking A right, you can't, bitch. This is the Angry Man's Carousel. I've always wanted to do that. Oh my god. What a disgusting, vile, rude human being. That guy's just a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit! What's going on, man? Buddy, man, dude, he, him, her, they were fucking crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, uh,. I'm I'm not any closer to calling you your preferred pronoun than I am to scratching my own asshole with an ice pick. Okay. <laughs> I am a fucking weird guy. I am. Um I'm not sure yet at forty years of age if it's just the fact that people don't get me or it's because I really am that fucking ate up at this point. As Darth Vader said to his son Luke in Return of the Jedi, It is too late for me, son. Um, yeah, I am who I am. I just belched into a fucking microphone as I record this podcast on my, uh, on my wife's shitty little laptop computer. Well, don't complain if you don't have something of your own. It's Wednesday. Hump day. October 3rd, 2018, and thanks for tuning into the show. Although, I don't know why I'm thanking you. I'm doing you a favor. I'm dropping truth bombs on your bitches. So, uh, how's it going? How's your week going? How's your fucking week going? How's your week going? Huh? Is it good? Is it good? Um, alright, so, we've got a lot to talk about today. This is the Angry Man's Carousel. If you've never listened before, fucking Welcome. We talk about any, <laughs> we talk about anything and everything, and uh, and everything in between. That's a lot of everything's. It's like a triple negative. I'm not sure. I don't know science or words. So, uh, I don't know if you have been following this Brett Kavanaugh hearing, Christine Blase Ford accusation. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Um, has basically been a, a fucking Boy Scout his entire life, and um, President Trump nominated this guy to take the next seat on the Supreme Court, and uh, uh, I, 
from from all that I can tell, uh, he made a good decision. Um, of course, a lot of you might accuse me of being biased on that. That's okay. That just makes you stupid. Just kidding. Not really. Um, so, a while back, and by a while back, I mean very recently, in the last several weeks, the story surfaced that apparently when Brett Kavanaugh was uh, 17 years old in high school at some obscure fucking house party that nobody can can say where where it actually physically happened at whose house it was the exact date uh that you know about the time of night whatever all this stuff all these all these significant fucking details that might matter if you're accusing somebody of sexual assault this thing supposedly happened over 36 years ago when Ka- Brett Kavanaugh was 17 and this weird looking ugly wrinkly skinny fat fucking fake big glasses wearing bitch Christine Blase Ford accused this guy of sexually assaulting her groping her shoving her onto the bed and uh, you know basically blocking her from escaping in a secluded room of the house with a friend of his Mark Judge Um, he was very intoxicated he he uh, put all of his body weight on top of her, tried to fill up her pussy and her tits, um, you know, through her clothing, um, uh, but apparently didn't penetrate her with his member or his digits. Hey, baby, let me get them digits. Um, and uh, long story short, this whole fucking thing is just the most ridiculous. Why are we even paying attention to this? Like, 20, 30 years ago, this would not even have been a story. Well, yeah, that's because of the patriarchy and suppressing the voice of women. No, it's fucking not. So shut up with, that, with whatever you got there. This whole thing is just, it, it's a fucking, it's, it's a ruse. Okay, this this whole thing stinks to high heaven. You're a white privileged male. You don't understand. Here, have some soy. Uh, so she came out with this letter to Diane Feinstein's office. Feinstein's office. And uh, keep in mind, now, this this never came up except for supposedly in 2012 and in, in marriage counseling with her husband. But even then, like this guy has been a fucking rock star in the judicial system for decades. And this guy has been rising to the top. And now he is just inches away from sitting on the highest seat that this nation has to offer for a judicial practice. And a week before he was to be confirmed, after he had already gone through multiple rigorous FBI screenings. And if you think the FBI doesn't thoroughly screen people, you're fucking stupid. There's no way to help you. Just lay your head on the train tracks and wait for the next 
fucking locomotive to run your skull over because you're that stupid. You're polluting the world. But a week before this guy is to be sworn in and all of a sudden he groped me 36 years ago and I'm still so broken up about it. Are you kidding me? All right. Fine. That's cool. Um, there's a gay man that I know that is a very, very successful um, individual in the world of banking. If I wanted to, I could completely destroy his life by saying, one time drunk at a bar, he grabbed my dick. And he tried to force a kiss on me. At which point I had to tell him, dude, look, you're a good friend of mine. Uh, I, 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 I appreciate whatever relationship we have, but that's as far as it goes. You know I'm not gay and this isn't going to happen. So how about just not do that and I won't have to lay you the fuck out. I understand women are typically uh, tried to uh, men try to take advantage of women sexually a lot more than the other way around or even gay men as hard as that is to believe. If you're a gay dude and you like a guy who's straight, first of all, pull your head out of your butt and it probably is in your butt because of all the dicks you've taken, your asshole is swollen up big enough that your head will probably fit in there. Like, this whole, this entire thing has become such a goddamn freak show that now we've got people wanting to further investigate Kavanaugh to the point where nothing is off limits and the slightest even appearance of infraction is immediately put under a national media microscope. And anybody that any, anything that anybody says about or against this guy during the duration of his existence on this planet is now under incredible scrutiny. And it's a fucking joke. Don't believe me? Here we go. Tuesday, the New York Times uh, put out this piece. Uh, they're calling it an exclusive on Kavanaugh. Um, and apparently they got a hold of a handwritten letter from 1983 when he was still in high school where, uh, him and some of his friends, um, are described as loud, obnoxious drunks with pro, uh, prolific pukers among us. Uh, New York times, uh, was promote that this, this piece, uh, was, was, um, was uh was released by um, on Twitter by this guy uh, David David Enric, and he proudly promoted this piece on Twitter Tuesday. We've obtained handwritten 1983 letter that Kavanaugh wrote to his high school buddies. We're loud, obnoxious drunks with prolific pukers among us. Okay, what's your fucking point? Are we really going to sit here and talk about how some 17-year-olds bragged about 
drinking so much in excess to the point that some of them puked prolifically, apparently. This is every fucking 17-year-old on the planet at some point. Are we going to start releasing fucking notes passed in class from girl to girl talking about, oh my God, I'm totally going to suck this guy's dick tonight. And then declare them whores for the rest of our lives? Like, is this really a thing? Why are we, what are we doing? What are we doing, man? We got a letter that this guy wrote in high school talking about how they like to drink beer. That's no secret. He told you that during the hearing. I don't know if anybody has been watching. If anybody saw this this actual hearing that took place um, last week where Ford uh, sat there with our lawyers and got coached on everything, every question that this prosecutor asked, even things as simple as, uh, hey, have you ever... Uh, in your professional career, uh, coached coach somebody else in preparation to take a polygraph test. And she says, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the question. What does that mean? I, I don't know how to answer because I'm not sure what, what you're asking me. Okay, this whole babe in the woods routine might play in front of your stupid, gullible fucking Democratic friends. But for the rest of us that have a brain, we know what you're doing. So just fucking quit while you're ahead. This bitch has dug herself a hole so deep. Unless there is damning physical evidence that comes forward now. For the rest of her life, nobody is going to believe her. And if you do, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, that's my go-to. When I have nothing else that I can... When I'm at the point where I'm so frustrated with something that I can't intelligently and concisely articulate exactly what I want to communicate, that's my go-to. You're just fucking stupid. Even my wife, who was one of the mousiest people in the world, looked at that story initially and goes, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, this is insane. Story gets better. Uh, Ryan Saavedra of Daily Wire uh, reports that there's a new letter released by the Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley. And it states that a former boyfriend of Christine Blase Ford says that he personally witnessed her coaching someone on how to take a polygraph test, despite the fact that she testified under oath at this hearing that she had never done so. The full details of Dr. Ford's polygraph are particularly important because the Senate Judiciary Committee has received a sworn statement from a longtime boyfriend of Dr. Ford stating that he personally witnessed Dr. Ford coaching a friend on polygraph examinations. Ford's ex-boyfriend said in his letter that Ford coached Monica L. McLean on how to pass a polygraph test, saying that she explained in detail what to expect during the polygraph and how to be, quote, less nervous about the test. 
And here's a quote uh, from him. He says, During some of the time we were dating, Dr. Ford lived with Monica L. McLean, who I understood to be her lifelong best friend. During that time, it was my understanding that McLean was interviewing for jobs with the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office. I witnessed Dr. Ford help McLean prepare for a potential polygraph exam. Dr. Ford explained in detail what to expect, how polygraphs worked, and helped McLean become familiar and less nervous about the examination. When asked under oath in the hearing whether she'd given any tips or advice to someone who was planning on taking a polygraph, Dr. Fide replied, never. This statement raises specific concerns about the reliability of her polygraph examination results. Prosecutor for the hearing, Rachel Mitchell, asked, Have you ever given tips or advice to somebody who was looking to take a polygraph test? Ford's response, Never. Lazy Ford's ex-boyfriend is exactly right. This clearly raises an enormous amount of suspicion as to whether or not her test of her, her testimony is reliable and whether or not she can be trusted about anything she's saying. And it completely throws dirt over the fire of everything she is accusing Kavanaugh of. Now, is Kavanaugh innocent of this thing? I don't fucking know. You don't know. You're parents don't know, your professor doesn't know, your wife, your husband, your co-workers, your friends don't, nobody knows. None of you have any fucking clue. But here's what I do know. If you wait three and a half decades to bring charges or allegations against somebody that you knew when you were 15? You've got a fucking axe to grind. Period. You know what's funny about this whole thing? Democrats wanted to use her to keep him off the Supreme Court. Why? Because they're afraid once he is sworn in and begins his Supreme Court judgeship that he's going to do something to end the killing of innocent fucking babies in the womb. Like, that's your agenda. You want to stop somebody from somehow re reversing Roe v. Wade and implementing federal law prohibiting the killing of unborn human beings. These same people are the animal rights activists that don't want you killing a fucking baby animal outside of the womb or inside of it. How does any of that line up? There's no consistency anymore. Oh yeah, I'm holding true to my title today. I am a fucking angry man. And you're on the angry man's carousel. We'll be right back. 
right, we are back. Thanks for sticking around. Yeah, so we're not we're not done talking about this. I'm the kind of guy that believes if you're going to uh, do something, you do it all the way, or you don't fucking do it at all. And so we're gonna finish covering the latest developments in this uh, Kavanaugh Ford bullshit. This this debacle. If you don't know what debacle means, that's adorable. So the the uh, the circus continues. Um. Uh, just a couple more things on this move on, but uh, Senator Cory Booker, this guy is a piece of shit. Okay, um, Cory Booker has been at the forefront of not only helping the Democrats drag their feet every inch of the way along the progression of this story, even until now, today, right this second. And it will probably never change. Um, I, rumor has it, I think I heard somewhere, this guy may want to oppose Trump for the presidential nomination in 2020, which is hello, <laughs> looking hilarious. Um, yeah, Cory Booker, Democratic uh, Senator Cory Booker, Cory Booker, he admitted in a press conference on Tuesday, so just yesterday, Um, that he believes Kavanaugh should not be confirmed to the Supreme Court has nothing to do with whether or not he's guilty or innocent. Hear what I said? Cory Booker doesn't think Kavanaugh should be pushed through to to the Supreme Court despite his fucking track record, which is flawless, by the way. And he, he doesn't think he should be confirmed... And it has nothing to do with whether or not he is ultimately found innocent or guilty of these accusations. Here's a quote. (sighs) Cory Booker says, um, ultimately, whether or not he's innocent or guilty, this is not a trial, but ultimately have enough questions been raised that we should not move on to another candidate. The people who are on the Supreme Court should preserve the integrity of the court and be beyond the reproach of these difficult partisan times. This is not a partisan issue. First of all, dipshit. So maybe you just misspoke? You guys are snakes trying to wiggle him away from the from the from the judgeship and you're doing so by immediately believing these wild accusations of a woman who has been found to have perjured herself under oath and that's another thing Owen Benjamin has been has been doing a lot of really really great work on his Instagram I think he posts way too fucking much but that's just me now, I guess he has the time. I mean, he's at home all the, constantly with, with two small kids and you know, just lives on the fucking internet, which, whatever, good for you. I know he's touring too, but um, uh, Pat Oswalt um, posted a photo uh, of himself with a t-shirt that says, Believe All Women, and, and you've probably seen this going around quite a bit. Believe All Women. Anytime there is an allegation 
of sexual misconduct towards someone else, especially a white fucking privileged male, we should all just immediately believe everything the woman is saying, despite the fact that she probably has no physical evidence, never reported it, never told anybody about it, but a week away from someone being appointed as a Supreme Court justice and reaching the pinnacle of his professional career, we need to just come out with these things so that monsters like this can't ruin our country. Okay. Kind of like when someone talked about Donald Trump being a misogynist, uh, homophobic, Islamophobic piece of shit when they released the audio about grabbing girls' pussies while he was running for president, and he still won. What does that tell you? People don't give a shit about this kind of stuff. Now, obviously, yes, sexual, you get, we should all take these seriously. No one's saying that. No, no one's saying we shouldn't take allegations seriously. But here's what we are saying. Unless you have some kind of proof Keep your fucking mouth shut. Now, this may have happened. Some form of this may have happened, but I don't think it happened with him. You know what I think? I think this was a nerdy, socially awkward, out-of-place 15-year-old idiot girl going to a house party with older guys who were all known to be heavy drinkers and caught herself alone in a secluded area and may have gotten into a difficult situation with another male. She told him no. The guy got mad. And she was never probably the popular girl. There came a moment in time where she wanted to be part of that in crowd and she didn't fit in. So how does she lash out for not being socially accepted amongst her high school peers? Well, she comes out 36 years later with an accusation of sexual assault. Does Kavanaugh have a history of probably drinking too much and acting like a dumb fucking kid? Yeah, and so do you, and so do you, and so do you, and you, and you, and so do you. If any of you out there can honestly say you've never tipped that bottle back a little bit too hard on any given night, especially as someone in your teens or 20s or even 30s, you're a liar and no one respects your opinion. You can't take the moral high ground against somebody for doing what college guys do 36 years ago, especially when the culture was completely different than it is now. And the legal drinking age was 18. Unless you're fucking Mother Teresa and she's dead. So good luck making that argument. Cory Booker says it's not a trial. And he admits that there may be a chance Kavanaugh is innocent. But it doesn't matter if he's innocent or guilty. Okay, guilty by association. Guilty by association and and uh, a connection to allegations so serious from a woman who perjured herself 
Now, what's the big deal? She perjured herself on whether or not she, she coached somebody on the polygraph because she was afraid that would make her look guilty and of trying to cheat the polygraph. I get that. But if you're going to accuse a potential Supreme Court justice of, you know, forcing himself on you physically, you better have a trunk-tight fucking story. And this whole thing about believe all women, you know how many men have spent time in prison based on fake rape allegations? The numbers are astounding. Go look it up. So in other words, allegations, regardless of the absence of uh, evidence and strongly defending one's name are apparently enough to disqualify somebody for the Supreme Court, according to Cory Booker. The guy's just a fucking piece of shit. One more thing, and we're going to get away from this subject because I'm fucking done with it. There was a poll that is out. Um, Holy shit, I just lost it. History, recent... uh, Oh, here we go. Um, So there's there's a poll out that was recently conducted. uh, And it was released Tuesday. Um, It's a Harvard-Harris poll that shows while many Americans believe Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh shouldn't be confirmed before the FBI concludes its seventh background check on the guy, if the FBI, if, if the FBI probe comes up empty, most Americans... Notice that says most, so a majority. We live in a democratic society. Majority rules. Most Americans would like to see Kavanaugh affair over and over quickly. What does that mean? They believe that more than likely, he probably didn't do the specific thing that she's allegating, and that we should just move forward and be done with it. But the Democrats don't want that. They want to stall. They want to completely destroy a man's life, his reputation, his family, his career. Did I say reputation? They want to destroy this man's life over a claim from some woman who is not a credible witness. She lied about flying. Republicans even offered to come out to California where she lives to conduct this interview with her because she said, I'm afraid of flying. But she just recently flew on a trip for vacation. She flies all the time, but she was too afraid to fly for this specific thing. Voters do recognize that Democrats have completely undermined the nomination and confirmation process. 69% of respondents to the poll call the hearings a national disgrace. Well, I guess Lindsey had it right. And good for him for going off on those fucking snakes. And 55% blame Democrats for being too partisan throughout. Well, holy shit, what do you know? Ladies, if somebody does something awful to you, objectifies you, makes you feel like less of a human being, assaults you, 
grabs you, touches you, does anything that is unwarranted or unwelcome, especially physically, you slap him in the fucking face and you turn around and you run. You go get your dad, a big brother, a boyfriend, a husband, your butchy, dykey, fucking lesbian lover, whatever. You do something and you report it. You don't fucking hang on to it. I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. You're going to be a lot more embarrassed if you wait 36 years and then make yourself look like a fucking dipshit in front of the Judiciary Committee. Women, we want to believe you, but there's times we just can't. And sometimes the reason we can't is because your stories are full of, are, are full of holes and you sit on it and you wait too long to say something. Suck it the fuck up. Be a woman about it. Be strong and step forward and tell someone. That's all you got to do. Tell one fucking person. Watch how that shit spreads like wildfire. You're going to be okay. All right. So we had Triggered Girl on the uh, on the intro, on the opening there. And, uh, oh, this is so good. So, uh, <sighs> University of Manchester has voted to replace audible clapping with, wait for it, jazz hands. Or as the BBC described it, the British Sign Language equivalent. A wave of both hands. Hold on. All right. Uh, so, apparently, clapping, especially in a uh, large assembly, is now too much of a trigger for those with PTSD. And let me tell you something. Unless you have lost a child during labor, had a miscarriage, been in a terrible work accident, now I'm in a paper cut, bitch, talking about a fucking I-beam landing on your head, um, unless you have been part of a horrific boating motorcycle or automobile accident, now I'm in a fender bender, talking about real, traumatic, intense, loud, violent, awful, horrible accident, or unless you really have been just brutally raped, um, you know, uh, molested, whatever, unless you've been in fucking combat, unless you are uh, uh, law enforcement or EMS, unless you have really seen bloody, gory, awful, violent, horrific things that you never care to talk about or mention again, you have no goddamn business talking about being fucking triggered. Period. Shut up. All you stupid SJW cunts can lick my fucking sack. And then you can dip your tongue into my asshole and get a taste of greatness. Because I'm going to tell you something. Unless you have experienced an event like that, 
You have no god dang business whatsoever talking about being triggered, untriggered. No, you're a fucking pussy. You're a weakling piece of shit. And Darwin says, let your fat ass fucking die. Oh, yeah, I'm angry. Not really angry. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. Um, University of Manchester has voted to replace audible clapping with jazz hands. Student union officer Sarah Khan said clapping needed to be banned over fears the noise could cause issues for autistic students and those with hearing and anxiety issues. Yeah, let's not treat people with anxiety issues. Let's not coach them on how to be more 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 stable, uh, mentally and emotionally healthy people. Let's just cater to their every fucking whim. Let's wrap them in fucking bubble paper and walk on eggshells around them and just encourage that fucking unhealthy, uh, un- unproductive, irrational bullshit. Let's let's do that and see how good that works. Yeah? How about that? The new jazz hands will be enforced at school-sponsored debates, panels, and talks, and student groups will be encouraged to put aside clapping at more private and independent events. Khan told reporters the jazz hands will encourage an environment of respect. She's quoted as saying, I think a lot of the time, even in parliamentary debates, I've seen that clapping, whooping, talking over each other, loud noises, encourages an atmosphere that is not as respectful as it could be, she said, adding it will make events more inclusive. Official beer of today's show is Budweiser Copper Lager. Aged in Jim Beam oak barrels for a smoky finish and hints of vanilla and caramel make this dark-bodied lager a wonderful fall addition to your belly. I just made that shit up on the spot. I made up that fucking live read with true facts. You're welcome. Go out and get you some today. 6.2% alcohol by volume. A six-pack is going to run you about eight seventy-nine, but it's worth it. All right, so the National Union of Students, which banned clapping in 2015, said we should all aspire to approve our public spaces so that all members of society feel comfortable and able to contribute fully. Yeah. Not everyone, though, in Britain has met the change with as much respect. However, commentator Piers Morgan bluntly stated that Britain is losing its mind, which is Encouraging to hear from Piers Morgan, of all people. Morgan said it was a sign of Britain losing its mind. (laughs) While Vine posted a picture of soldiers in the trenches during World War II suggesting they had managed to ignore the difficulties caused by sudden noises a hundred years ago. Right you are, sir. Right you are. Yeah, um, when people talk about having PTSD... And they've never been a cop. They've never been a fireman or, or a paramedic or nurse or, or ER doctor or, or a trauma center technician uh, or, or, you know, uh, uh, secretary. If they've never been in a horrible fucking accident uh, that involved themselves or uh, other people, if they've never lost a child, 
Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's other examples out there. I'm just not thinking of them right now. Uh, by the way, they don't include not being referred to by your proper pronoun. They don't include clapping. And they certainly don't include supposedly being, you know, uh, ha having some drunk dude squeeze your tits at a fucking drunken high school house party 36 years ago. So let's talk about the NFL. Let's get out of here for today. We've actually, uh, it's been an interesting season so far. My bears are looking good, sitting in first place, going into the bye at three and one, motherfucker. And we should have beat fucking Green Bay. We should be undefeated right now. Us and the Rams should be the only undefeated teams in football. But we let that faggot Aaron Rodgers do what he does. Um, and really, his wide receivers did all the work. He just got him the ball. He did nothing special. Everything was out of the shock. All right. I'm going to stop talking about that week one loss. Point is, it's been an interesting season so far. The season is one quarter of the way done. It goes by fast. Uh, how's your fantasy team looking? Hopefully, uh, you know, better than it should be. But um, so we're going to just uh, preview a couple of these games real quick for this week and then uh, a little bit of fantasy advice and we'll get out of here. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, we've got the Colts at the Patriots. Uh, I think Andrew Luck is going to throw for, for a lot of yards. I think he's going to throw an interception or two, but uh, ultimately the Pats are easily going to walk away with this. Uh, this Sunday's games. You got Broncos at Jets, Packers at Lions, Giants at Panthers. Panthers win that one easily. Packers and Lions game is going to be a, uh, I'm afraid it's going to be a shootout. And I don't know if the Packers win this one. I've got to be really honest with you. Okay. Um, a week ago, the Lions fucking walked off, smashing the New England Patriots, making them look fucking stupid. Um, the Lions, uh, you know, I, the Lions are just kind of one of those fucking wild card kind of a teams. And I don't mean playoff wild card. I mean, you just, you never know what to expect from these guys. You know, uh, one week they might lay a fucking egg and score seven points. And then the next week they'll go up against one of the best teams in the league and completely obliterate them. So I'm not going to touch that Packers Lions game. Not yet. I might do another episode before this weekend uh, game start and make some, some more of these final picks. But for now, we're going to move on. We've got Broncos at Jets. Case Keenum's looking a little shaky there, uh, and they're, they're going on the road after just suffering a horrible last-minute loss to the fucking Chiefs, who just won't go away for some reason. Um, and uh, oh, are the Chiefs undefeated? I don't fucking know. Let's just look here. Uh, yeah, my bad. The Chiefs are, are also 4-0. But anyway... So you got the, uh, yeah, the Broncos at the Jets. I'm also going to leave that one alone for now. You got Titans at Bills. Marcus Mariota is, uh, look, you know, getting healthier. And even though they don't have a, a solid backfield in Tennessee, their passing game is, is, is really starting to improve as the weeks go by here uh, in the initial um, stages of this season. And they're going to Buffalo to play the Bills. I don't see the Bills pulling this off. I'm, I'm going to take Tennessee on that one. You got Falcons at Steelers. Steelers have had a rough fucking go this year. James Conner is doing okay in Le'Veon Bell's absence. Le'Veon has made it clear he's not going to come back to week seven or eight, um, which means they know exactly what to expect, uh, what to expect, rather, and should have a clear offensive game plan going into every single week uh, against their opponents. Um, 
Uh, Matty Ice has been looking really, really good. Um, this one is kind of a toss-up for me as well. Um, I God, I, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to take him. I'm going to take the Steelers at home. I, I've got to take him at home. Uh, so I got Steelers over the Falcons in that one. Uh, Ravens at Browns. This game should be interesting. The Ravens have looked pretty good so far this year. Flacco's really hit a stride again. But the Browns are not doing as bad as people expected them to. Their, their record doesn't necessarily reflect that. But Baker Mayfield has been a godsend for this team. He's been a breath of fresh air. They've been scoring a lot of points. And their defense is better than it looks, apparently. So um, this is going to be a fucking dogfight. Ravens at Browns. That's another one I'm not going to touch, believe it or not. Dolphins at Bengals. If you have Andy Dalton, you are starting him at home. And if you're looking for a quarterback streamer this week with one of your quarterbacks on a bye, I'm going to carefully recommend inserting Andy Dalton off the waiver wire if he's available into your lineup against the Dolphins. Bengals win this one easily at home. Now, this is going to be probably the game of the week right here. You got Jaguars of Jacksonville at Kansas City. That high-flying offense of the Chiefs, their defense is absolute dog shit, but uh, Blake Bortles could have another unborderly day, and going on the road against a very high-scoring offense of Kansas City, Kansas City has a defense that is laughable, but they score so many points on offense, it's, it's hard to argue that the Chiefs will not find a way to win this at home. Raiders at Chargers, Chargers all the way, Vikings at Eagles. This could be another NFC Championship matchup. If the Vikings get their shit together and lock down that defense the way they have been doing so in the last, you know, uh, last season, um, the Eagles are going to have a hard time even at home. Um, ultimately, though, I got to take the Eagles in this one. Uh, uh, yeah, Eagle, Eagles at home. Rams at Seahawks. Is there any question? Rams win this one. Cardinals at 49ers. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, torn ACL out for the year. Cardinals offenses look like dog shit. <sighs> Quarterbacks in Arizona are not going to get it done. David Johnson still does not look like he has 100%. And uh, I'm, I'm predicting that David, David Johnson is going to re-injure something if he hasn't already. I don't think he's fully back from that uh, injury from last year. And he just hasn't looked the fucking same. Okay. Um, but, gosh, that being said, I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going to take the Cardinals over the 49ers in San Francisco. Uh, just a couple left. You got Cowboys at Texans. Now... Dak Prescott has not been too impressive, and Ezekiel Elliott has been reported this week to be dealing with some soreness, possibly his hamstring, I think. I'd have to double-check on that. But they go into Houston uh, looking at a Houston team that is desperate to really get back on track here. Um, I got to tell you, I don't think Dak Prescott gets it done. I'm going to take the Texans at home. Um, I think they went handily at the Sunday night game um, this weekend. Monday night football is the final game of the week. You've got Redskins at Saints. Let's not be silly. Who dat? Saints all the way. All right, that's all the time we got for today's show. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, be sure to subscribe to the fucking show. 
I've been stuck at 17 subscribers for like a month now. If you enjoy anything you're hearing, and I know you're listening because I can see how many people either downloaded or, or played each episode. Okay, share the fucking podcast. I got a lot of army buddies out there. I've got uh, friends who are musicians. I've got friends who are local business owners. I know people all over this country and some who live abroad. Share this show. I'm not doing this just for myself, okay? I'm trying to create create something that is going to be enjoyable for people to listen to. And, you know, if you have suggestions for the show or you want to come on as a guest, please be my guest. Let me know. I put, I put my contact information to every single episode. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We've got an email address. And a lot of you probably have my personal cell phone number. Get at me. Let me know what kind of content you want me to cover on the show. If there's anything that you want to talk about, be sure to bring that up. All right? And if you don't enjoy the show and you don't think it's worth sharing with anybody, well, what are you still listening for? Share the love, motherfucker. Get out there. Do something productive today. And be good to each other. Oh, one last thing. Don't be a douchebag. This has been the Angry Man's Carousel.